you want to learn more about effective management, head over to madsingers.com and sign up for my free management training. Welcome to the Mad Singers Management Podcast from madsingers.com, where entrepreneurs and business managers learn and share. If you like the show, don't forget to leave a review. Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode of the Mad Singers Management Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Ryan Stewart. Welcome to the show, Ryan. Thank you for having me. Excellent. So, Ryan, believe it or not, there's still a few people around the world who don't know who you are. Would you mind doing a quick introduction and just giving a bit of background to where you are, where you've ended up now, and sort of where you come from? For sure. Um, I've been in the marketing space for a little bit over 10 years now. Originally got my start in big consulting. I used to work for a company called Deloitte. But during that time, I, I quickly realized that you know coming into the office every day wasn't necessarily for me. And uh, I stumbled across this thing called internet marketing. This is, this is way back in the day. Um, and yeah, I just kind of fell in love with it, became obsessed with it and started building my own websites, getting a lot of traffic to them, uh, which eventually turned into some clients. Um, I also you know, kind of went to work at a big agency as a contractor for a while. Um, but yeah, ended up starting my own digital agency, uh, ran that for a few years, ended up selling that actually three years ago. Um, I had a little software company that I had built and sold a WordPress plugin, uh, an e-commerce website as well in there too. Uh, I just, I love starting things and growing them very quickly through a number of different marketing tactics. Um, at this current moment, I recently actually bought back the rights to the agency that I sold. So uh, I run an agency called Webris. Uh, we only do SEO and mainly for B2B SaaS companies. And then I have a training company called the Blueprint Training where we help uh, SEO professionals level up their skills, specifically consultants and agencies. Uh, and then we're getting ready to take to market a software company. And that operates um, basically building on top of a platform platform called Google BigQuery. Uh, we basically help marketers to automate stuff. So uh, if you want to learn marketing, you go to the Blueprint. If you want to hire us for marketing, you come to Webris. And if you want to automate marketing, uh, you come to our software company. Excellent. That was definitely a lot of marketing. So that Bottom sounds marketing. excellent. What I'm <laughs> excellent excellent so um yeah i mean it's it seems like you've been through a lot and you have a, a few businesses right now how, how do you juggle all these businesses how do you make sure you you give each business enough focus and so on what's your systems around that if you have any people you know um you get to the point where you realize you, you only have so much time and the only way that you can get stuff done at, at the right pace is, is through is through processes first and then people um, I'm a big process focused person myself, actually our training company called the blueprint training. We've been so successful because it's, it's literally just a blueprint of processes for specifically for agencies and consultants. Um, the exact same processes that, uh, really helped me scale my agency that ended up selling and the processes were actually the main reason for acquisition because we were able to build such a streamlined process to basically bring in uh, younger talent in a, in a space where, uh, SEO professionals, especially ones with some experience, are usually pretty expensive. Um, so our process allowed us to bring in a more entry-level junior person, get them really well trained, um, and then have them doing very advanced work, uh, you know, within a matter of months. So that became very uh, attractive for the, the acquiring agency. Um, and then after that is people. So once you get the processes done, then then you people. So and then it's just a matter of uh, you know making sure that you're you're giving your time and attention to your people so they can uh, help you out to get down what you need. Yeah, that's, uh, that's super interesting. And I mean, I, I work with a lot of SEOs and, you know, 
primarily agencies or larger sort of private SEOs, right? But exactly the same thing. Every time I come in and work with them, they're like, I want to hire a copy of myself. And I'm like, no, you don't. You want to... <laughs> You want to hire a bunch of people with different specialities who can, you know, make up and make what you're doing scalable. Because if you get a copy of yourself, you're vulnerable as hell if they leave. And again, in the in the same way, you know, probably take you five years to get someone up to the skill level that you have, right? So that's that's yeah, the, the wrong way. But I, I loved actually in your introduction where you said you you do SEO primarily for B two B SaaS companies. And yeah. again, when you when you niche down like that, right? That's one of those things where you basically enable yourself to also limit the scope of your processes because so many people they're like, oh yeah, we do SEO for everyone all over the planet, whether the e-commerce business or local business or affiliate sites or whatever. But the chance is when you when you're trying to do that much, like it will take you, you know, many many years to scope out the solid processes you're doing, and 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 most people aren't doing it because doing so much stuff, they will never have the time to actually do that. Right? Yeah, I, I mean, absolutely. This is one of kind of the core principles in our in our training platform, the Blueprint Training. Um, you know, we really push people to to, to pick a, a, a niche specialty. Um, I mean, for so many reasons, it just, it, it streamlines your business. It makes operations easier. We talk a lot about productizing our service, right? Uh, Meaning taking a very complicated service that's SEO that has a million moving pieces to the outside world uh, and turning it into a very small assembly line, just stripping down everything that's not needed um, and really focusing on the high impact items and getting very, very good at those, right? So things like, you know, technical analysis, keyword research, on-page content and link building, just stripping it down to just that and focusing on doing that as good as possible um, and productizing that to the point. And if you're doing that over and over and over again, but one is for an e-commerce website, another one's for uh, a coffee shop, another one's for a software company, you're running a different version of that process and it breaks. Uh, and every time your process breaks, your your time breaks and so does your patience. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and and the, the problem is when you do that, that's why you end up with the owner saying, oh, well, you know, I have to do it because no one else has the skills. And, and every single time that's the case, every single time that you as the business owner is the only one that quote, can do this or, you know, can do this role, then basically you haven't specialized what you're doing enough. hundred percent. I tell people all the time to get out of their own damn way. Like if, if that's you, <laughs> if you're still doing the work and you're blaming on the fact that you can't get the right people to do it, it's your own fault. It's 100% your fault. And you're staying in your own way. And it's for, for a lot of reasons that you're just, you know, I like, I literally, I, I spend, 80% of my time working with agencies. So I hear these things over and over and over again. Um, and it's crazy that I actually, you know, put together a, a video that I just put on my YouTube channel. If anyone's re- wants, wants to see more about this, but I call them like the four ceilings of what agencies and really probably a lot of service-based businesses hit. Um, and yeah, it's, it's really all around people and processes. Those are like the two main things. And also just trying to do way too much and not focusing uh, on, again, stripping things down and, and focusing on the core of, of, of what you do to help people. And I call it chasing the carrot. Like when a client comes to you and this happens to us every day, uh, when a client's like, Ryan, like, you know, we, we love the SEO you're doing. Can, can you build us a website? Like, no, I can't. That's not what we do. <laughs> uh, but most agencies, and this is what, what happens is they get stuck and they hit these ceilings because like, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll take the money basically. Uh, but then what do they have to do? They have to go out and they have to build an entirely new process to do something that uh, 
they don't usually do, or they just do it not as good as they should be doing because that's not the core element of what they're doing. You start to stack services once you get to a certain point where you've really scaled that service line. But I mean, you can scale service lines into the millions. Um, and a lot of agencies will try and just stack work way too soon and it breaks their processes. And over time, it breaks your will. It's just, it becomes not a fun business to run anymore, you know? 100%. And then, yeah, I mean, I, I, I really love the way you're looking at that. I think we're very uh, similar minded, right? Also, I mean, I, I'm not particularly good in any way at marketing, but I've also found like niching down like that makes marketing so much easier. Because again, if you're trying to do a service for everyone on the planet Earth, right? You, you know, how are you hitting? Who are you hitting? What are you telling them? It becomes so much harder. But if you're just like in your case, you're just targeting SaaS companies, like all your case studies are going to be about SaaS companies. All your targeting is going to be directed at SaaS companies. It's going to be their specific problems. It's going to be their, their specific challenges. 100%. And like that just, it makes marketing so much easier. And, and probably <laughs> the agencies I've seen struggle the most is like people who build websites. Right, so people who build websites for literally any man on planet Earth, they're very like, oh, let me go into LinkedIn and start messaging, you know, anyone with a pulse, and yeah. and there's no way your like your success rate is gonna be like one out of a billion because everyone, you know, everyone's bombarded every day with, yeah. you know, seven million emails of I can build your website type thing. But if you if you really have solid case studies, if you can really say, oh, you know, here's how we took this. B2B company from making nothing to making 20K a month by doing a little bit of SEO, right? Here's what we did. Like that is attractive to other SaaS companies, right? A hundred percent. I mean, it's, we actually have a free training in the blueprint on on how to do cold outreach and you're hundred percent right. People, people have beaten cold outreach to death um, to the point where it's really hard to just break through the noise. And like one of the only ways to break through the noise is if you are a niche specialist and you're speaking to somebody in that niche. Right. I mean, there's so many, like the case studies angle is one. Another one is having a case study and being like, Hey, look at what we did for a competitor in your space. Like, do you want us to do this for you too? You know what I'm saying? Like that gets someone's attention. Um, like, Oh, by the name of my name is Ryan Stewart. We only work with B2B SaaS companies. Let me show you 10 other companies that we've done this for exactly like you, exactly like you. It's, it's, it's a hundred times better than being like, hello, sir. Like <laughs> uh, I do SEO. Like it just, it's just, it's, it's just not the same, you know? Yeah. Oh, and that's uh yeah, de- definitely from, from my point of view, it's, it, it's the difference in most businesses be- between success and failure. Because a- again, particularly when you look in the SEO space, most SEOs are naturally great at sales, right? Like they're often very reserved. They're often, you know, quite shy. They're not always eager getting on the phone all the time. So again, the easier you can make it for yourself, the, the more likely you are to succeed, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. And, and I actually had a conversation with somebody earlier today about this, one of our, one of our members, uh, cause we, we offer coaching consulting within the blueprint as well. And, um, you know, we were, he was like, I'm not good at sales. And I was like, you don't have to be good at sales because in this industry, and this is what so many people get wrong is you watch something, something like the Wolf of Wall Street and you think that you have to be able to sell somebody a pen. Um, but the reason they had to sell like that is because they were selling garbage to people, like absolute garbage. So they had to be sly salesmen. Like in this game, if you have a good service and you're confident in that, like it's, it's, a, it's an 
a conversation. I call we I call our sales guy an advisor. He's not a salesperson. He's there to advise them. He's there to help them out. He's there to answer questions. He's there to show them opportunities for growth on their website. And then he's there to present our services. And if it's a good fit, then it is. If not, then we don't have to sell you on anything, <laughs> right? It's it's people people misunderstand that and they think that they have to like learn all these like different like verbal tricks. Like that's not what it is, man. Like our salesman is not <laughs> like that energetic, but he's an incredibly smart SEO strategist and he's able to to show people opportunities that they didn't know were there and then be like, yeah, this is going to cost you 10 grand. And they're like, okay, cool. Let's do it. You know, like that's it. Um, so we're, we're finding areas of opportunity and we're presenting it to them in an area of like, Hey, like if we fix this, you're going to grow or like, Hey, like if you would go after these keywords, like you're going to get this much traffic, like we can do that for you. Are you interested? It's, it's, it's just so much better than like trying to find, like, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's, it's, it, you don't have to be good at sales is the point, you know? Okay. Yeah, and, and I mean, it, it also puts you in a position, right, where it's you, you, you're more you're more putting it out there to them, and you're giving them, as you said, you're giving them the opportunity, and and at the same time, you're you're putting yourself in a situation where you can actually turn the wrong people away pretty easily, right? Because again, like the typical 80 80 percent of the companies that I'm coaching, basically, they're spending. I mean, yeah, 80% of your time goes into exactly what you mentioned earlier. Like, oh, this client wanted a website. So now we're spending 800 hours trying to figure out how to get them a website. Or this client wanted this, you know, they wanted our service, but they wanted it a little bit different. So now we're trying to match that, right? But, yeah. but it is really just about sticking to your gun, sticking to your process. And, and the most important thing from my experience is with your sales and marketing costs, be consistent. Because so many companies, they're like, oh, let's go get clients with no money. Then they go get clients, they get a few clients, and they're like, oh, now let's just focus on fulfillment. And then they just focus on fulfillment. And then suddenly they, they wake up and they realize, oh, now we've done this job. Now we have no money anymore because we're done. Now we need to get clients again. But really, the, the key thing for me is you always need to have your lead and sort of sales process running. Because even if you can't handle the customers, at that point in time, that's okay. But the more leads you have, the more you can, like if you're full, if you're, you know, even if you're at a stage where you have to turn customers away, that's good because that effectively enables you to increase your prices. So yep. if you have more clients than you can handle, all you need to do is just keep upping your prices a little bit all the time, right? And the more, I guess one of the fundamental things that I always talk with SEOs about is, the more you increase your prices, the better clients you'll have and the better service you can provide. Like if you're charging a client $1,000 a month, there's only so much you can afford to do. Now, I'm not saying you can't generate results, but everything else being equal, if that same client were paying 3K a month, 5K a month, you could obviously afford to do a lot more to make them successful. So the whole point is that the more you charge clients, the more budget you will naturally have to actually deliver results for them, right? And a lot of people are like, oh, but, you know, we have to be the cheapest. And I'm like, no, you need to do the opposite. You want to be, you want to be, like, it's not just about charging more money, but it's about charging an amount of money that can actually get the customer result that they want and need, Right, because a lot of time, yeah, it's great to charge them a thousand dollars, but if it's going to take you seven years to get the result they desire, you know, they're not going to stick around for seven years. Yeah, 
100%. Yeah. And it, it's just to kind of piggyback off that, you know, I, I spoke about how my first agency, we had built the processes and really good trainings to, to bring on young folks. At this point in my career, we're not doing that anymore. Like I, I 100% agree. Like you charge more. So essentially, so you can go hire smarter people. Like that's really what it comes down to for us. I, I'm at that point in my career where I'm like, I don't want to train people. Like I need people to come in that can hit the ground running on day one and, and provide for the company, you know? Um, so we've just, and, and also too, because we've gone fully, like we got rid of our ego, like we had an office and like, you know, cool shit and stuff, but like, I, I got rid of my ego and being like, it's not so much about saving money. It's more about the fact that like, by being like, we don't need to be in an office to function. As a matter of fact, like we all prefer to work from home and we're more productive and I'm able to hire better people because I'm not bound by location anymore, you know? Um, so like we have a couple people in the UK, like we have people all over the place, you know? Um, and they come in and like, they're good. <laughs> you know, the talent pool is just so much bigger. So like those two things, like just being at that point where I'm like, no, we need people. Like we're at the point where I know to get to, for us to get my, for me to get my company to the next level, it's 100% about getting other people on board, really good people that can just do it a lot faster. Um, and yeah, I mean, so hundred percent agree with you on that too. Yeah. Anything particularly changed for you guys here during the, the COVID situation Has that had any impact to your business as well? Yeah. I mean, so look, um, our agency, so I had just bought the rights back to the agency in January last year. So we like pretty much launched right in COVID. And when I left that other agency, I couldn't take any clients. I couldn't take any employees. I could take nothing. And I also couldn't, you know, it was basically just completely kicked out. I mean, not kicked out, but left to do it on my own again. Um, but because I had the blueprint training, um, and we've trained over 3000 people in there. Now I just hire people straight from the blueprint and our service is exactly the blueprint. So we're like, we're very, very vertically aligned to the point where like, literally it's like, I, I can train you on SEO to put you in the blueprint, or you're going to pay me to run what's inside the blueprint. Um, so that's also allowed me to really focus on that being the product. Like our process is our product in a sense, you know, um, to the point where we've even changed. We we were doing 12 month retainers with clients and we just for our agency. And we just rolled out what we're calling a sprint model because we're so efficient and so effective. Um, and our deliverables are so standardized. And this is also where our third company comes in. So all of our deliverables now, like our technical audit, our keyword research, uh, my business partner, he's essentially an automation expert. He knows Python, Python, SQL, a bunch of different like automation coding languages. Um, so he basically took these deliverables that we were like running in Google Sheets, Data Studio, et cetera. You know how pretty much all SEO is. And he basically built them into a platform called BigQuery, which is what our third company is, um, and automated them for us. So like we're at the point where we're doing keyword research. I'm paying somebody, you know, an SEO expert to do, I'm only having to pay him for two hours instead of having to pay him for 20 hours. So we're able to provide like an extra level of insight on top of that because we're so much more profitable on the service. So we're kind of going at the industry and saying like, we're so, we're, this is what our thesis is that we're going to be so efficient with this that we can still offer premium prices, but in much shorter intervals and not making you pay that 12 month retainer, you know? So like sprinting out a year's worth of work in a month and a half. Um, then we offer different four types of sprints, just attacking different parts of the campaign, like a technical sprint, keyword sprint, content sprint, and a link sprint, you know? Um, so people can kind of like pick, pick and come as they go. Um, so we're rolling that out now. And it, it's, it's really a big bet on that process. Like our process is, is, is pretty much all three of our businesses at this point. That, that's super cool. And actually I was, I was uh, just interviewing, I'm, I'm having a, a conference uh, happening in November 30th where we have a, a lot of great SEO speakers. And I was just uh, interviewing Jared, uh, who talks a lot about automation as well. And 
yeah, I mean, it, it, it makes so much sense, right? Because like as SEOs, yes, I know you're you're a smart person and I, I know you probably know stuff that no one else does, but but reality is a lot of the work can really be automated or it can really be automated to a level where you know you just need to make very, very high level decisions. Exactly. Uh, that you know it, it, it doesn't it doesn't need to be you manually doing all the work. Right. And exactly. Exactly. again, it's a good way to learn things to a certain degree, because, you know, when, when you sort of understand all the nuts and bolts of things, uh, you, it definitely gives you a different layer. But, but fundamentally, you, you don't need to do it all. Right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, SEO is not in a place where it can be automated yet. Right. right? It's still at a place where you need it needs human analysis. And really what it comes down to is the quality of your SEO in terms of, you know, hiring an agency or consultant is just really the quality of the knowledge of the person on the other side. So um, by us being able to now hire better people, that's what I was saying by hiring better SEO analysts and consultants, you know, our focus is, is again on getting those deliverables done, but then also now being able to spend more time with the client on calls like this, you know, Um, which is where, again, like when it comes to, when it comes to any service business really, but like, customer service is just so huge. You know what I'm saying? Just being able to effectively communicate, especially understanding that different clients have different levels of sophistication and understanding when it comes to what they know about your service. Um, so being able to like massage that situ- situation and have like EQ on top of IQ is like, it's it's everything in a business like this. Definitely. What, what do you see management wise? What do you see your biggest challenges be over the next 12 months? I mean, hiring, hiring, hiring and training is, is, is something that because we're so across all three companies, we're, we're hiring. So, um, you know, at the agency, we're pretty much always, we'll always keep an open position for the right person if they, if they apply. Um, but, and then at the blueprint training now hiring too, and this is also hiring a very different type of person. We're hiring somebody who's a little bit more on the, so we have a a Slack community that has like 3000 folks in there. Um, so like hiring community managers for that, um, it, it's just, it's basically just hiring all these different skill sets. And then on our third company, what my partner handles that, you know, he's, he's managing a, a dev team of like 15. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're just at the point where we feel like we've got a really good hold on, on the direction and the future of these companies. It's about executing now. And we've, we've taken it as far as we can go, you know? Um, so we've gotten it off the ground. We've got, we've made them all money. We've gotten them all profit. I mean, all of our companies are hundred percent self-funded. We'll never have to take money from, them, which is amazing. So we're able to move at our own pace. But now, like I said, I mean, this year was a big realization for me that, that I'm standing in my own way. You know, me thinking that, uh, you know, only I could run the ads for the company or like only I could do the content for the company. Like I, I had to get, I had to get out of my own way and realize that if, if that's the case, then this company is only going to go as far as my time can take it, which isn't very far, you know? So about people. Excellent. Excellent. Again, from a, from a sort of higher level perspective, I guess, what, what do you see like in terms of the world and, and just how we're changing now with COVID, like any particular changes you see happening in the business world or marketing world and so on specifically related to, to where we are right now and what's happening in the world? I mean, yeah, I, I've, I've been fortunate, if I'm being honest, to only see good things. Um, you know, a lot of those being, like I said, um, have just played into how we 
we've already been operating, like being okay with, like, uh, like I said, like part of the ego thing in, in being an agency and having an office is tied to the fact that it's kind of like a thing that like people like to see awards, even though we all, they're all, we know they're all fake. Um, and the, the concept of like having an office, like makes clients like feel safe. Right. Um, but we just, you know, we just like, we're like, no, the quality of our work is better than, than that perception. And I feel like a lot of people now understand that, like, working on zoom has become very acceptable whereas before it was kind of seen as like you know like we want to come in person you know which is great uh, i think it makes people more effective more efficient um i mean our in our training company too i mean i i, I has actually done very very well because um i mean a lot of people are just investing back into into just growth and um i i mean so so for us it's it's only been it's only been good things. The agency did slow down for a while. Our lead flow pretty much dried up from February until I would say like June. Um, but things are back on pace now. So um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I have on that. I think. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I've seen obviously certain industries are more hit, but I've definitely seen sort of the SEO industry not being not being super effective. Yeah. And, and, and if I can say this too, so, so my best friend, I live in Miami, Florida, by the way, and, and, and my best friend opened a gym, a gym, like a workout gym, um, a month before COVID hit. Um, and already, I mean, I know Miami's a little bit different. Things are more open here, but like they are killing it right now. Like the amount of people that have, that have signed up for their gym and are like actually coming in and like abiding by the rules and stuff like that. They've, they've been killing it. So I, I guess where I'm going with this is I think that whenever something happens and, and, and I know why they're doing so well too, is because they have an amazing product. It's, they offer a personal training for $20 uh, for context. That's like a, a normal personal trainer here costs like 200 bucks an hour. They get you in and do like kind of group kind of coaching, like four people, whatever the point is, is that they have a really good product. And I just think that if you have a really good product and like you understand what's going on and you understand how to adapt and you understand how to market and get in front of people, like your business is going to be fine. You know, like the economies are constantly evolving. Um, you know, you look at just the history of business and, and these things happen. It's just happened to be a virus that set this off. Right. Um, so there's definitely been a shift. There's definitely been a shift in consumer behavior. There's definitely gonna be a shift in a lot of things going forward. Um, but from a purely business point of view, right. Aside from my personal feelings on the pandemic from a purely business point of view, you've just got to see these things coming and move with it. Right. I mean, this hit us all, just slapped us all upside the face, but like, again, understanding like what your product is, if it's a fit for the market, um, and if it making sure that like your product, because I mean, like, for example, if you're a restaurant right now and you don't have good food, like you're going to go out of business, you know what I'm saying? Like your product has to be amazing. So I feel like it's like a return to the fact that like what we do and what we create has to be top notch in an economy like this, in a market where there's just not a lot of room for error. Right. Um, and yeah, I mean, so things like customer service really matter, you know, like I said, and effectively being able to communicate is, is really, really important through your marketing, through your sales, through how you treat your staff and employees. I mean, all these things are, we're in a different time, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, that's, that's kind of my thought on that too. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'll say as long as you don't own commercial real estate in any bigger cities, I would not want to be in that space right now because I, I totally see so many businesses basically moving away from the whole office thing and yeah. Uh, yeah. getting home base because like, you know, for so many years, people have been saying, Oh no, you have to have an office or, you know, oh you have to have people in an office. Now, I, I mean, many people in the space and the online space, I mean, for 10 plus years, I mean, we've, we've been sort of 
you know? Yeah, we're, we're uh, work from home is great, right? Um, but but the rest of the world is kind of waking up right now, realizing, oh, you can actually work from home. And and uh, actually, a lot of business owners I've spoken with have said they've realized the team is more productive working from home, even when the kids are also home running around screaming, right? Now, you can then imagine what happens if the kids can actually go to school and stuff. Um, you know, then, yeah, productivity just becomes even better. So yeah, I, I, mean, I, I see a big shift in that. Yeah, I mean, like, just in, in regards to working from home, it's like, there's just less distractions, <laughs> you know, and like, you can still communicate with people on Slack or doing Zoom calls, you know, like half of my day is on a Zoom call that that, that replaces like my in person meetings with like my staff. Um, but like, now we just we just it's just a different type of communication. It's faster. It's to the point. Um, I think you lose a lot of the culture element, right? It becomes a lot more just kind of work related, um, which I think is kind of unfortunate, right? I mean, it, it's kind of it's kind of almost weird to think about that. There's people that have worked with me for, for two, three years now, and I've never met them in person and I'll probably never meet them in person. You know, some people yeah. have worked with me for like five years overseas, right? It's eight years. Right. Um, so it's a little bit, it's a little bit a, le- a less personal way of doing business, but, uh, which is very unfortunate, but, um, you know, it's also, it's also just more effective. And I think that also that your staff is actually happier. So maybe they're willing to get rid of the the culture because they're at home, dude, you know, they don't have to sit in traffic. They can wear comfortable clothes. You know, they can spend time with their kids. Like they can finally eat dinner with their family. You know what I'm saying? Like things that a lot of jobs, like just ripped people in different directions, especially here in the States, you know, like people are crazy here with how they work. (laughs) Um, You know, so like, yeah, I mean, people are just, I feel like, able to spend time with people they care about more so yeah totally and and i i really see i mean i, I really see this as an interesting move right because i i really think that uh, i mean the online world as i said have been on it for a long time like you had a lot of people just working remotely but i i think definitely particularly in the u.s like the bigger cities will definitely see a move in things because yeah there's I'll, yeah i'll tell you what i've i've, I've lived in a high-rise in miami for I've been here for seven years ever for the last seven years I've lived in high rises and my wife and I just bought a house in the suburbs. We're like, we're out of here, bro. <laughs> City's too crazy, man. Like it, like it's just, uh, yeah, I, I, there's definitely, and there's been a mass exodus here in Miami too. Like you, it's impossible to get a single family home uh, in, in South Florida right now. Um, especially in Miami, like everyone is just, you know, moving out of the city and just like wants their own space. Like it's just, it's uh, behavior is definitely, um, you know, changing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's interesting. So, um, yeah, so obviously you're 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 very much in a hiring spree, I guess. Outside your your own academy, like any any other sort of great hints and tips for the audience in terms of what to do or what particularly to look for from a recruitment standpoint, Ryan. From a recruitment standpoint, yeah, I mean, so so look, especially hiring remotely, it's it's more difficult, right? I mean, for for just recruitment, I just use LinkedIn. Honestly, LinkedIn has has been has been more than enough. I I really like the fact, as a hirer, I really like the fact that there's a, a a real profile attached to it where I can like see the person, you know, um, see how they interact, especially for like these marketing positions, like. I want like as a hire, like I really want someone who's like active on LinkedIn and like post stuff because if I give them a job then they're probably going to post about my company and promote it for me. You know what I mean? So um, LinkedIn is LinkedIn has been the only place that I've needed to hire from for, for, for every position. Now for my partner who he hires off of GitHub, um, I, to be honest with you, I don't know, like I have enough on my plate that we just, 
we have a clear separation of duties. He handles the, like the technical stuff. I handle the marketing sales creative. Um, so he's got a different process, but, but my process is I use LinkedIn. I post a job, uh, like I'm hiring for a content strategist right now for, to support our portfolio of companies and, and basically our content marketer for our companies. And, um, I'm interviewing four people right now. And what I do is I've been giving them, uh, basically, cause it's really hard, especially for this position. Cause they have to be able to write. They also have to be able to do some strategy. Um, and, uh, you know, we, Sorry, I just dropped out there for a second. Um, so basically what we've been doing is giving them a uh, like a, a paid period up front uh, for like two weeks of giving them, you know, an article to write, some cute research to do um, just to kind of like see what their actual skills are like. Because that the, 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 the good side about virtual hiring is that you can find talent from anywhere. The downside is that it's all on the internet. So <laughs> it's a little bit more difficult to get a feel for, for who that person is and how they work, you know? Um, so we give them kind of like a skills test ahead of time. And if they pass that, then we move on to uh, like making them an offer. Uh, but we do pay them for that period too. So it's more of like a contracting agreement. And uh, not everyone is into it. If I'm going to be honest with you, like 50% of the people turn us down. Um, and that's okay. I understand if I was applying for a job, I might not want to do that either. But at this point, that's just how we're operating. And that's just what it is. So, um, but that's been very effective for us in terms of being able to find people, like I said, that um, are able to come in really on day one and help us with the stuff that needs to be helped with, um, as opposed to, you know, a long training period where, you know, we have to, I have to spend a lot of my time. Um, you know, it, it can take up to six months to train, to train people um, on a lot of the stuff that we need them to do. Yeah, I'm. I'm also a huge fan generally of, of LinkedIn or as a, a recruitment tool because well, one of my fundamental management sort of sayings is the fact that the, the best people are rarely unemployed, right? And one of the things that I always have with sort of typical job boards is that most people sitting looking at job boards tend to be unemployed, right? Uh, and the fact with when you're when you're at LinkedIn, you're often hitting people who already have a job who are more likely to be in the higher level of players and so on and so forth right so that's uh, I'm, I'm a huge huge advocate and fan of uh, linkedin as well for sure yeah it's it's really become you know it's a shame because I, I i i well i use it as a marketing platform for organic i'll like write um kind of like copy just like i, I almost treat linkedin how i would treat like an email list like 10 years ago you know um yeah. and um you know, just, just posting different stuff. I try to post every day. So I use it for that because it gets really good organic reach, but I've tried to advertise there so much. And it's so frustrating because like every time I'm like, yes, like I can target people by job, by location, by, you know, all this different stuff. And it's so expensive. <laughs> A click on LinkedIn is like eight bucks where on Facebook, you know, we can still get them for like 50 cents. It just makes it fine. It's just like financially so frustrating when you want the platform to work so bad, but it's like, I don't know anyone who's really been effective with LinkedIn ads unless they're like a, a massive company that just has money to burn. Yeah. 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 Totally agree. I mean, I've, I've, I've seen one company sort of winning a little bit on LinkedIn ads, but, uh, but yeah, very, very few. Yeah, it's, 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 it's tough, but the organic stuff works though. Still. Excellent. Well, Ryan, that was a great conversation and I'm sure there's lots of, lots of golden nuggets for our audience to pick and choose from. Uh, if people are eager to get hold of you, what's the best way to do that? Uh, my, my social profiles are Ryan was here. Um, you can hit me on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, 
And uh, if you are interested, the blueprint training is really uh, my main plug. It's the blueprint.training. Um, if you're looking awesome. to improve your SEO skills, <laughs> check us out. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for joining me today. Anytime, Mads. Thank you for having me. Excellent. And to the audience, we'll be back again next week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Mad Singers Management Podcast. Please leave a review. It means the world to us. You can also learn more about management at madsingers.com.